As cities around the world adapt to rapid urbanization, attention to the health of urban populations is critical. ISUH Conversations is the only podcast focusing exclusively on the broad factors of urban health. We understand that the health challenges and opportunities in urban environments are complex. Our guests are urban health influencers who come from many sectors. If you are a researcher, educator, policymaker, practitioner, community leader, or urban health advocate, these conversations will resonate with you. In this podcast, Dr. Yannette Thomas, the Executive Director of ISUH, and I talk to these urban health influencers to capture their ideas and continue to advance the knowledge of urban health. I'm Mark Sylvester, your host. Let's meet our guest. Well, welcome back to the show. Yannette, I am excited. We have an incredible conversation coming up this morning. I'd like to introduce you to our guest. Dr. Jeannie Birch is a fellow at the American Institute of Certified Planners, and she holds the Nussdorf Chair for Urban Research at the School of Design at the University of Pennsylvania and is the founding co-director at Penn Institute for Urban Research. Jeannie, welcome to the show. We're thrilled to have you here. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Welcome, Jeannie. And Mark, I am really excited because you, um, Jeannie's actually a member of the ISUH board. She has been involved with ISUH for several years. And I've had the pleasure of knowing her for a good many of the a good much of that time. And I'm excited to have her. I want I'm I can't wait for my members to hear from her. Jeannie, how long have you been a board member? Oh, I think I've been a board member since the inception. Uh, well, actually, not sure. Uh, quite, maybe. quite early on in right. the process. Yes, yes. Very early on in the process. One of the stalwarts helping to lead ISUH forward. Yes. Well, I was basically a follower. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, I'm, I'm looking at your bio. You're not, you're not a follower at all, I'm, I'm sure. Tell us how it is that you're you know, your work as an urban health influencer brought you into the fold as a board member at ISUH. Sure. My training is a city planner. And city planners, of course, are really concerned about building communities of lasting value. And what's a community of lasting value? It's a community where its inhabitants, of course, lead healthy, wonderful, economically productive lives. And uh, when you boil it down to my field, we really focus on things like land use, uh, creating situations where uh, people can walk to what they're doing, and we call that walkability. Uh, we are very interested in, in making sure that the sociability of uh, urban places is also guaranteed in what we do so that place, people don't feel anonymous and lost or alienated in their urban environment. So that's a mental health as well as a physical health concern. And obviously, we want to make beautiful places. And so uh, together with health professionals, it's really important that we have these conversations and... Interestingly enough, the field of city planning has its origins in public health. Oh, I didn't know that. I, oh, I want to hear more about that. Tell us, yes. tell us a little bit more about that. Well, the field developed at the late 19th century here in the United, well, 
in Europe and the United States. And basically in the 19th century had uh, rapidly urbanizing places just as we do around the world. And uh, in rapidly urbanizing places, a lot of things don't get done like sanitation and water and housing conditions and so forth. And so uh, out of these conditions, the public health professionals, of course, were working on making sure that uh, the various facilities were appropriate and the city planners first get engaged in housing reform, uh, making sure that there's a bathroom in every apartment in New York, for example, uh, making sure that there are fire escapes and things like that. And that moves more broadly into building uh, communities and neighborhoods uh, that are healthy places. That's very interesting because it made me think of my early training in public health and the work of John Snow. And um, it makes absolute sense that that, translated for planning into an urban planning um, uh, profession that's, that's well and alive today. I want to ask you, you know, ISUH's value proposition is that we are the only global organization focused on urban health. And it's, it's a pretty powerful spot to hold and to maintain. How do you view ISUH, ISUH, ISUH's role in the context of your work as an urban planner? Well, I see ISUH as having three functions. Uh, the first function is a convener. Uh, ISUH brings together people across disciplines. It's uh, the conference, I guess we're having the 15th in, in yes. Kampala. Yes. Uh, uh, the, the population of the people who are attending the conference is, is really remarkable because it crosses boundaries. And we have the dialogues uh, that we need to have uh, based on good scientific research, uh, also based on different points of view of uh, what's necessary to do when we're thinking about urban places. So convening is really important. Second, it's a voice. Uh, ISUH is a voice for all of the principles that we work out and promote together in terms of good health and good healthy places. And lastly, uh, and I think this is an emerging area, uh, I am hoping, and I think this is happening because we have some examples, is that uh, ISUH is a lab, uh, that we have projects. Uh, there's one that's in beginning to start, I believe, in ch children's health, uh, mm -hmm. so that we have projects, again, that bring together uh, people across disciplines to solve a particular problem. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love the concept of a lab because one of the things we are really trying to formulate for ISUH is this, this notion of it's a virtual organization, a virtual global organization. So this notion of a virtual collaboratory, collaboratorium or a collaboratory where you have this intermixing of, of engagement, small groups and, and doing this in a virtual space, which is one of the reasons we la we're launching ISUHNet to enable ISUH members within a virtual space to engage around ideas, projects, papers, um, creative thinking in the urban health um, context. But you know, it's a double entendre because yes, we have, have the virtual lab, absolutely mm -hmm. essential, particularly in this world that is so well connected. I mean, this is mm -hmm. really exciting, but let's remember the city is the lab as well. Mm. Yes, indeed, mm -hmm. indeed. Uh, point well taken and to be well punctuated because the other thing we um, are looking at is how can we engage with secondary cities um, an area that um, is is um, central and prime for um, creative thinking around urban health 
Um, what's your thinking on that? Well, uh, I think that's a terrific idea, and there's a fair amount of attention being given to secondary cities right now. Cities Alliance, I don't—I think we yes. are working with them, yeah. of course, has made that a special initiative, as has UN Habitat. Mm -hmm. um, cities come in all sizes, and the yes. megacity, of course, is, seems uh, really impossible to deal with, and, yes. but we can't ignore it. It's yes. existing, we need to deal with it. But I think in terms of having a manageable and a... Um, an impact in terms of numbers, the secondary city is going to be very important. Uh, that the numbers of places that are yes. labeled as secondary cities and the number of people living them uh, will make this uh, focus very impactful. Yes. Um, Jeannie, as someone who's on the cutting edge of um, urban health innovation, I, I want to pick your brain on how we at ISUH can work with you to advance urban health in, innovation. And particularly, I'm thinking around SDG alignment, because that's an area where I think we can, we can really ramp up and engage. Uh, you are right on target here. Uh, I've just finished attending the HLPF, which is the high-level political forum, which is the reporting arena for the progress on the SDGs. Mm -hmm. And uh, they cluster a group of SDGs together to, and, the, and the nation states report on them. However, I'm going to be a little critical about how it's organized, and I know they're going to reorganize the HLPF. All of the reporting is happening in silos. Uh, they, one nation reports on SDG 11, another one reports on SDG 3, another one on SDG 4, and so forth. But when you think about it, when they were created, the concept was that these are an integrated set of aspirational goals that we need to work on as an integrated set systematically. Unfortunately, the way they came about was through a lobbying process where every one of the 169 targets and of the 17 goals has its own special lobbying group. And so mm -hmm. the issue is how we bring these lobbying groups, advocacy groups in together to talk to each other across their activities. So mm -hmm. we have the health, the food, the water, the cities, um, the uh, infrastructure. We have all of these things that uh, or naturally need to cluster together if we're going to have sustainable development. So we need to make those bridges. And this is where ISUH is really valuable. So I wonder if we can, what I'm hearing is that we, we need to do this. This is pressing. We must do this. We should do it. And we must do it right now. Would you be willing to work with ISUH on, on, on an initiative like this? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it happens at all levels. It's happening at the we need to think about what's happening at the global level. Mm -hmm. The UN is undergoing some major reforms right now, which will make it theoretically easier for this to happen. Uh, we need to work at the national level, and this is where the ISUH membership is really important to uh, advocate and work with at the national level with the agencies that are working on the SDGs, and they mm -hmm. unfortunately seem to be focused in different ministries. So we can perform a bridging activity there. And then at the local level, of course, where we serve as a lab, where we do projects that model and pilot mm -hmm. how you bring these things together. Mm -hmm. uh, the food water, uh, uh, food water uh, um, uh, city nexus is a really important one. The, mm -hmm. the gender, health, and food, and cities. I mean, there's lots of things we need to bring together and can bring together to pilot to show how this can be done. Excellent, excellent. Well, I wonder if I can um, 
use this as a segue to get your, your help us to think through, how should ISUH engage its membership to foster greater involvement and collaboration? After all, our membership is our, our strength, our body, or, you know, it's the body of, of ISUH. Any thoughts you'd like to share with us on, on how to, to foster that greater involvement and collaboration of our membership? Well, I think um, since the major activity is the conference, mm -hmm. an intentional organization of the conference in ways that will suggest uh, areas for collaboration might be useful. Mm -hmm. um, I know that people are already organizing, self-organizing panels, and so that may be done, but maybe there are spaces within the conference to create uh, conversations or dialogues or exchange of views in which uh, you, you, you will show some model projects where there is this synthesis yes. across the, the SDGs uh, and, uh, you know, it's inspire people uh, as yes. to what yes. they might do. Yes. So, I mean, you know, as I'm thinking on, the, on my on right now, one of the ways in which we can use to test that is probably use the whole SDG alignment concept to build into conferences and then create this engagement. And that will lead to other kinds of creative um, engagement opportunities for members. Right, and then, and then moving beyond the conference, there's the journal. And yes. so how about a special issue of the journal, yes. uh, which really uh, dives into this problem. It's a problem mm -hmm. uh, of how to uh, synthesize and integrate the SDGs and become a uh, document, uh, number one, the problem, and number two, solutions that we can find. Excellent, I love that. Um, Marcus, to stimulate any 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 ideas? It, it absolutely does, because yeah. um, as you know, we're building this uh, collaboratorium uh, concept, and so far, what we've looked at is working groups. It feels like there's an opportunity here for this cross-disciplinary discussion to happen, and we take the leadership role by um, kind of preceding, if you will, preceding in the sense of establishing those kinds of, they're not, maybe not working groups, that might not be the right word, but groups of people to find where they would naturally start to um, say, I'm really interested in, in these specific areas. But because as you know, part of what the technology underneath it does is it has a matching engine. Mm -hmm. So we could actually, um, we could still do this, Yannette, uh, go in and figure out which of those, get all the, um, how many um, SDGs are there? Excuse me? 17. 17, right. So let's, because I don't think I have those in there. Let's do that and let yes. people select and then we can start finding people that way as well. So that gives us a, an, another complete dimension by which we can identify uh, interests and aspirational expertise. But there's another match too. And um, yes, it's, there's the SIUH membership, but there are other groups as well that aren't part of SIUH. Uh, yes. And so, for example, I'm president of something called the General Assembly of Partners. And this is 17 partner constituent groups representing 1,200 unique organizations, 58,000 networks. They don't know about ISUH, but they would love to know. I mean, you know about it. Yes, <laughs> but, yes, but, yes I know. Basically. Yeah. Uh, yes. So I think, yes, ISUH takes the leadership in the convening role, but it's a partnership role yes. uh, with right. other large organizations, SDI, Slum Dwellers International. Um, yes. Uh, yes. gap, uh, various things like that, so that the matching really can happen 
because right now the ISUH membership is self-selecting, mm -hmm. uh, which it should be, right. because yes. it's an interest group. Uh, mm -hmm. But let's see if we can't um, um, move more broadly into other arenas to make those connections. Well, I have this brilliant idea, and Mark, I, you you are a systems thinker, and I like to think through this, and Jeannie, you should know that Mark is engaged with ISUH in helping us to create these networks, because one of his, um, he has a company called Intro Networks, and that's what they do for organizations like NASA and others. So what I would like to do, I'm just so excited, I'm bumbling off, and <laughs> my, my pen is, is running out of ink because I'm writing so much, um, is we can conceptualize this, we can draw on the wall, Mark, and then Jeannie's so busy, but we can engage her. We can send her a, a, a constructive chart and say, Jeannie, here's what we're, what's looking at. Can we get um, 20 minutes of your time on such and such a date for us to brainstorm and, and figure out how to create this? And then we can um, use this conceptualization to share with members and engage and figure out how we do this as a dynamic process. Love it, love it. And I would also volunteer as a pilot, the General Assembly of Partners, because we've got a big mailing list. Uh, yes. So we could do a little speed dating here. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. I love it, I love it. So you see, this is why we have these conversations with learned people like yourself, who, and for us, lucky for us, you're also a board member, because this is where the ideas and the fertilization, the creating of these nodules of, of thinking so that we can inf um, engage members and engage the broader community, like GAP. Oh, how fascinating. Imagine ISUH being a little partner with Big GAP. Oh, no, know. a big partner. <laughs> Two big partners. <laughs> Equal partners. Yes. Well, you know, you know that one of the recipes I have, that my five P's recipe, uh, the fifth P is partners. Yes. And that's a huge part of, you know, how I think about this. We don't do things alone. Yes. And uh, in each one of these conversations, we found new partners. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we struck a network node just now. We just did. That, um, <laughs> with this general assembly of partners. So I, I, yes. I like to find the, uh, the association of partners, which we just yes. did. Yes, and uh, yes, yes. that will give us because that's a big part of what, yeah. you know, I know you're trying to do is yes. just to build all of these threads. So this is uh, I'm very excited as well. Partnership weaving. Yes. Right. And I would say also our partnership with Elsevier has been very effective. Uh, yes. In broadening our. Indeed. Indeed. And Elsevier, um, for our listeners, Elsevier has been a partner with us um, uh, in the at the Coimbra conference. They're a partner with us in, in the Kampala conference and will be a partner with us in the Shaman conference next year. So this is proving to be very um, fruitful because they also have a large readership and oh, large huge. group. Yeah. And so we can spread the spread effect, as, as sociologists say, is amazing. Jeannie, um, I would imagine with as much work as you do in New York City, um, that that would keep you busy, you know, 100 hours a week. I'm curious when you lifted your head up out of the, um, that environment to look at other cities and when the international interest started for you. <laughs> well, it started when I was an undergraduate uh, at Bryn Mawr oh. College and uh, had a minor in uh, Latin American affairs and a Fulbright right after that and traveled and lived in Latin America. 
Then life intervened, called marriage and children, yep. <laughs> which yep. meant this didn't work. And so I was interested in informal settlements and slums and housing. So I just sort of switched my uh, allegiance to domestic issues. And uh, now that uh, the dog has died and the children have grown up and <laughs> all of those things have occurred, this is a very human answer, right? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I've been able to uh, then spread my wings again. And uh, it's a wonderful time to be able to be doing it. Yeah, what I'm I thrilled. What I love about this answer is that it's, it's human, it reflects the tapestry of life, and it gives our, our early career members listening to this a sense of where they fit and why, wh what they're doing and how it's a process and how it's evolutionary. And staying with it is, is part of it. Well, I have a simple rule. Keep your finger in the pie. Yes. <laughs> You know, Yannette, I think that's a perfect note to end on. Uh, Jeannie, thank you so much for uh, sharing some time with us. I, I really appreciate um, hearing, I, especially at the end, hearing that backstory, because as Yannette said, we have, we have lots of young listeners, and we're really reaching out to a, a younger, this younger group of people uh, who we are looking to engage in these conversations. And thank you. Thank you very much. Well, you're welcome. And the young people are our future. They're really yes. important. So Indeed. thank you for doing this. Thank you, Jeannie. You're welcome. Thank you for listening. You can find more ISUH conversations on our website at isuh.org or subscribe on iTunes so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Our website also features upcoming events and a members area where you can meet and collaborate with your peers.